This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Hour number three of Spears and Ali presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Spears and Ali, we are live at Omni Tucson National for our special Kuligar Classic broadcast presented by Chicanos por la Causa. And Ali, we have one hour left of today's show. I can't believe it's already the 5 o'clock hour. I know, Flew man. by. I know. It's uh, It's been fun, hasn't it? Don't you have fun at this when we come to this? Every yes. Year? And I am reminded every single time that you are hands down the most connected person in Tucson, Arizona. Is that right? Yes. Because okay. I know that you know a lot of these guys are conquistadors and you're a conquistador. But it's just, it's just amazing, man, all the number of people and what they do in Tucson. That's the thing. It's like... You don't just know people. You know impactful people in this community. And I think not only yourself, but what the conquistadors do, um, it, Tucson would not be Tucson without the conquistadors, and that's for damn sure. That, 100% right. And, you know, Josh Robinson, the former tournament chairman, said it best, and I thought it was really good advice for young lads like you and Andrew and Maria Ladette, is that, you know, <laughs> Ladette. surround yourself with uh, with, uh, with with people that make you better in, in some way surround yeah. yourself with really quality people and so that has been one of the keys to my success in life and I think one of the things that I think I've done uh, that I do really well and I, I and I include guys like you in it uh, as well Justin because you know even though you're 27 and you know the age difference I could be your father in a lot of ways or your uncle you work really hard. You're really good at what you do. You take your craft seriously. And I know I make fun of you. I have Rupert the Reporter with the helicopter propeller moving in circles really fast when you're talking about journalistic integrity. But honestly, I, it's, it's, it's something to I, I respect greatly. Thank you, Ben. And I think that we all know that the, underneath the veneer or behind the facade, we all know you're a UVA fan. You just can't admit it. Don't put your lips together and give me, like, the, nope. you know, the Popeye. Uh, you'll never get me to admit it man i did already i have you've already admitted you're a real one we can run it back brad malone knows i got you (laughs) uh we'll we'll talk about speaking of arizona wildcats they got a game tonight against the usc trojans and this this is a big one i mean it's a late one 9 p.m tip off but usc they're looking to improve their ncaa tournament resume Uh, they want to secure their bid in the the top four of the the Pac-12 tournament. So they got a lot to play for. Arizona, they're trying to improve their tournament seating. So in a lot of ways, both teams have a lot to play for. Before we dive into, you know, the weeds here with Arizona basketball, you know, we're talking about impactful people and surrounding yourself with people who better your life. Ali, you entered my life a few years ago before – when, when did you and I become friends? Like 2018, 2019? Well, we knew each other because I'd come on the radio and do interviews with you. Right? Yeah. But I think it was uh, – so I, I'd say when you st- first start started getting into uh, sports journalism with the Stars when we first met. So I'd say like 2015 when the bowl game first got here. Yes. That's probably when we first met. And then uh, 2018 was when we had the sports exchange and we did the radio yeah. show together and then the pandemic and now we came back bigger, badder, and better than ever with Spears and Ali. And I'm very thankful 
and indebted to the relationship that I've developed with you. You've certainly influenced my life in ways that I can't really describe it, man. I'm, I'm indebted to you. Very yeah. thankful for the leadership, the mentorship that you offered me. You've always told me the things that I've needed to hear rather than what I wanted to hear. And those are very valuable people in your life. So I hold you near and dear to my heart. And with that being said, for like the... You're going to cuss? For like... <laughs> Bleep you! <I'm, laughs> what a setup. That's know, like right? that's like, like a WWE type of setup. Right. Like we're, we're, we're grabbing the mics, we're just having a heart-to-heart moment, and then I just grab the chair and just yeah. hit you. Yeah. No, it's not like that. Uh, for the 20th time on this broadcast... I'm wishing you a happy birthday. Thank you. March 2nd is Ali Farhang Day, 3-2, Magic Johnson, Franco Harris. These are your two of your favorite athletes growing up. Yeah. And it's also your birthday. So it, it works out perfectly, man. Crazy, right? And then my f- favorite author as a kid growing up, Dr. Seuss, born on uh, 3-2. And then Steelers got a franchise quarterback back in 2004. His name is Ben Roethlisberger, born on 3-2. No kidding. And then I found out today, and you guys are going to kill me for this, and you know what? I deserve to be killed for this. I did not know my grandfather on my dad's side was also born on my birthday until today. Wow. Yeah, so that, and then my brother's advertising agency that he's partners with Shaquille O'Neal. It's called Majority. Yeah. By the way, advertising agency of the year uh, by uh, all reputable advertising publications. Its inception date was March 2nd. Wow. How crazy is that? And Will Chamberlain allegedly scored 100 points on this day. There's no allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you want to call into the show, 719 1490, 719 uh, All right, so NFL draft is going on, or NFL draft combine, not the draft itself. The combine is going down right now. Georgia defensive end, Nolan Smith. He's an edge rusher, man. Yeah. Ran a 439 40-yard dash Isn't today. Is that crazy or what? Bajan still has not run yet. Uh, well, running st- backs are tomorrow, right? Is it tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. So we're still waiting on his his results. Um, all right, let's see here. We're trying to. We got some technical difficulties here. Um, I think here. Justin did that on purpose. It's like uh, Ali. Uh, let's let's turn down his volume a little bit. Yeah. How, how's that, Andrew? Is that working better? Okay. Good. Thank you for interjecting. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. We need some more juice out of you. Appreciate you, Andrew. All right, Ali. Let's uh, let's talk some Arizona versus USC. Tonight, we're uh, What are your keys to the game, A few hours man? tonight. We've talked a lot about uh, what's transpired leading up to this game. We've talked a lot about how important this game is. Really, not just for USC, for Arizona, too. This is for the second seed in the Pac-12 tournament. They're yeah. both tied at 13-5 and five in the conference. What are your keys to the game tonight? Azulus Dubelis. That's I mean, it, huh? It, well, I think the the different matchups that he's going to see. I mean, USC is a pretty versatile team, right? They have a lot of different front court players, different forwards that they can throw at you. Of course, Drew Peterson is, you know, the one who's more of a perimeter player. He can really score, but he's also a guy that can get it done inside as well. How Azulus Tubelis answers to the different defensive matchups USC throws at him is going to be interesting. Yeah. And I think that Azulus Tubelis has been really struggling defensively um, over the last few games. And that's no surprise, right? Tommy Lloyd was very critical of Azulus Tubelis on Saturday. But how Azulus Tubelis comes out tonight 
and plays, man. This is important. This is an important week for Azulis Tabellas because you got Pac-12 Player of the Year bid on the line. Like it's so crazy that just a few weeks ago we were saying this is a clear-cut choice for Pac-12 Player of the Year. This isn't even going to be close. Maybe National Player. National Player of the Year. We were saying like we were comparing him to Zach Eady in his resume, and to to see how far Azulis Tabellas has kind of fallen off a little bit. It's not terrible, right? Azulis Tabellas on Saturday put up 17 and 9, but the Pac-12 Player of the Year does not get subbed in and out because he's a defensive liability. Right. And Jaime Jaquez, over the last several games, you look at the numbers that he's been putting up, we're talking about 20 points, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 8 rebounds, and UCLA is also winning. They haven't really had any head-scratching wins. They're trying to secure a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So Jaime Jaquez is the best player on the best team of the conference. He's playing his best basketball at the right moment. And Azulis Tabellas has significantly fallen off in terms of defense. And I feel like that's going to hurt his bid for Pac-12 Player of the Year. And I'm hoping that Azulis Tubelas comes out and has a, a dominant game tonight. Looks the part of Pac-12 Player of the Year. Sets up an incredible Saturday showdown in Poly Pavilion. And even if Jaime Jaquez has a decent game, if Azul Tubelas can go out, handle his, and give Arizona a legitimate shot at winning, you almost have to give Azul Tubelas Pac-12 Player of the Year because the man's going to finish number one in the conference in points and rebounding. Yeah. Not giving that guy Pac-12 Player of the Year makes you kind of squint a little bit. However, I can understand the bid for Jaime Jaquez. Doesn't winning the conference matter, though, and... Isn't the fact that if I can, you know, speak over the rotund Ed Sheeran on stage over here? I know um, it's so difficult mm. having to deal with that. That's yeah, okay. Let's let's mad let's mad dog him. Uh, I think if he doesn't care, if, if it's not a, a, an issue anymore, Pac-12 Player of the Year, National Player of the Year, I almost think that pressure being off him is going to allow him to play better. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I think that for Arizona, if, if they really want to come out and win tonight, I think Azulis Tubelas has to be on brand for himself. Because the, the defense, we were, ta- we were talking about that. Defense was never really an issue with Azulis Tubelas throughout most of the season. We never once said that, man, Azulis Tubelas, this guy's a great player. But it was always, man, look at how much better Azulis Tubelas is this year compared to last year. Yeah. We didn't really find any flaws in his game with the exception of maybe the three-point shooting but then you look at the nba right now guys like aaron gordon they can play power forward they don't have to shoot the three ball so it's really all about fit when it comes to the nba i think as lewis tubelas can be an nba player but the defense i don't know what's been up with his head lately but man he needs to figure it out but it's one game right it was asu i mean can you really say his defense was lacking beforehand um, yeah, what's up, fellas? Well, he also got into to foul trouble as well. Yeah, he got into foul trouble, and it kind of discombobulated him. And I think actually getting into foul trouble discombobulated him defensively against ASU because I think whoever asked that question to Tommy Lloyd in a press conference, do you think that had some effect on him being uh, less aggressive on the defensive end? Tommy Lloyd was right. It's no excuse, but I still think it was a pretty good question. It was. So if – if he just brings it and plays a little bit more free and doesn't have all these things in his head, he'll be fine. You can't say he hasn't been playing tough. You can't say like the, the issues that persisted against him that he admitted against Houston and Tennessee last year that those have been issues. He just got 
he's a little bit of a, a little bit of a funk, uh, and it and it circles around the the foul trouble. If Tabellis and Umar Balo can play their game and play like they have all year, uh, stay out of foul trouble. With the uh, progress our backcourt has made in the last few games, and then the switch from Cedric Henderson to the starting lineup and Pella Larson from the bench, I think Arizona is going to be just fine. On the other side, though, you have USC. Uh, Boogie Ellis and Drew Peterson, the last time they played against Arizona, they combined for 7 for 25 from the field. Ever since that game, we're, we're talking about Pac-12 Player of the Year. It's Azulis Tabellis versus Jaime Jaquez. But right there in that, that second tier of guys competing for that has always been Boogie Ellis. Yeah, yeah. And he's a stellar point guard from USC. And point guard play, of course, matters when it comes to you know going far in March. So I'm curious what... You know, guys like Courtney Ramey. Yeah, he's going to draw the assignment. I don't think Kerr's going to get it. I think Courtney think Courtney? Courtney Ramey's going to get the assignment on Boogie Ellis. And then when they make the switch from uh, Cedric Henderson or whenever Pella Larson comes in, yeah. I think Pella Larson's going to mag it. He, Boogie Ellis is the key for USC. Yeah. Drew Peterson, the sausage king of Chicago, <laughs> good player, but always struggled against Arizona. And I, I'm not, you know... I'm not wor- too worried about him. He's a good shooter. He can get hot, but Boogie Ellis is what makes that engine run for the Trojans. And we all know how important locking down the team's best player, especially when it's a point guard, is. Yeah. Look at uh, the one that always comes to mind is just a few years ago, uh, 2015, right? It was TJ McConnell's last year. Yeah. And somebody asked D'Angelo Russell, hey, why do you wear number zero? He said, I wear number zero because nobody can guard me. Mm. And then a couple days later, TJ McConnell in fact, guarded D'Angelo Russell and locked him up. Yeah. And that's why D'Lo award number one with the Lakers. Yeah, because he now he's, he's, he's like, all right, there's, there's one, one guy. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> there's one guy that can yeah. guard me. TJ McConnell still <laughs> eating nachos in D'Angelo Russell's head <laughs> all these years later. Man, he needs to get back for the Lakers. Big win last night with no LeBron or AD over Oklahoma on the road. So they're the problem. Trade LeBron and AD. That's what you're saying. literally not what I, I, I said. I, I just put, <laughs> no. but it's good to know that the Lakers have these other players that can carry the load a little bit when they're both not in. And Darvin Ham, I give him credit. He's like, uh, we're going to protect players' health over chasing wins. And uh, we have some good players aside from those two that should be able to handle this, and they did. And a good win for the Lakers last night. You want to know how much of a delusional Lakers fan I am, Ali? I think I know, but prove me that I'm underestimating it. I keep telling myself over and over that LeBron's injury – uh, it's it's real, but the the three weeks, the timetable, maybe it's uh, all for theatrics, and maybe there's a camera crew around, and the Lakers have a last dance documentary crew just filming everything. And ev- the Lakers season as a whole is just going to be one big documentary. And when they win the championship, it's all going to be worth it. And then many years from now, when we're sitting in the comfort of our own home, we're going to be able to watch all the behind-the-scenes footage and be like, man, remember Ali? We were really st- stressing that the Lakers were going to make the playoffs. And look, at they won the they won the championship. I keep telling myself that there's a documentary crew involved here with the Lakers. And that's why it, it's all one big setup. I keep telling myself that. Yeah. But I know it's not true. Well, if you ever get out of sports journalism and want to go into fiction writing, you have a very imaginative mind. I think you'd be great. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll see. I guess. Reminds me of Bill Burr yeah. when he said, uh, "Somebody, somebody told him like, man, you can't make this stuff up.'" And Bill Burr was like, "Well, I mean, there's Star Wars. <laughs> right. Somebody made that up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. come on, you can make this up. You can make that up. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting going down the stretch. I mean, a lot of really good NBA basketball, uh, and a lot of the 
the conferences and the playoff seedings are as close as, I, as, as I've ever remembered it going yeah. down the stretch like this. Well, speaking of the NBA, last night we saw Kevin Durant's debut with the Phoenix Suns. Does it kill you they look so good? Because I know it's Charlotte, but they're they're going to be a problem. They're a pretty nasty team, and yeah. they're going to be making some noise this year. They certainly look good last night against a shorthanded Hornets team, but Kevin Durant uplifted everyone, and we're going to talk about that with Greg Esposito from PHNX coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. I'm going to talk about David Smallhouse now on the air. Oh, sure. Uh, okay. David Smallhouse. If there's a better looking man in all of Tucson, uh, I have yet to see him. Hey. That's not nice. I mean, is, is that just how beautiful he is? He's just a great man. Uh, he also another conquistador, also gives a lot back to the community. I could go, like, start naming every single guy and all they do for this community, and it's astounding. It's astounding uh, what these gentlemen, what they do to make our where we live a better place. No doubt. Sorry, sorry to uh, just run into it like that. But I have yet to tell you how much I love you and all the reasons why I love you, so we know that I have not... Uh, I have not uh, drank quite enough yet, so I'm going to start keep I'm gonna start keep going so I can get into the I love you, man. We got segment. half an hour. We do? Yeah. Oh, let's do it. All right, let's uh, get into Kevin Durant's Phoenix Suns debut last night. KD's officially a son, and uh, we saw what he looked like last night, uh, finishing with 23 points and six rebounds, uplifting everyone around him in a win over the Charlotte Hornets. Let's uh, review KD's debut with our good friend Greg Esposito from phnx espo is a it was a pleasure watching phnx's manning cast broadcast last night during the uh, phoenix suns game uh what led you guys to do that i think that's a pretty cool concept and ultimately what did you make of kevin durant's debut well uh, you know you want to talk about something that you love kevin durant's uh, debut is, uh, is something that i love that is a a beautiful man on the basketball court uh, to, to go along with what you guys were discussing. Uh, in terms of the of the live stream, I uh, thought it'd be fun. You know, there's a lot lot going on there. Uh, obviously, big game, uh, one of the bigger debuts in, in Suns history. So we thought, hey, we're going to try it out, and then we're going to do that uh, once a week. We're going to have a PHNX game of the week that we do a live watch-along. Uh, like that, uh, whether it's the Suns or any of the teams that uh, will even probably do the uh, U, one of the U of A tournament games like that as Excellent. well. Uh, so we'll, we'll have some fun with it. But in terms of uh, Katie's debut, I don't think you could ask for for much more. In a minutes restriction, I uh, played just about 25 minutes, dropped 23 points, uh, made it look easy. He had uh, a 9-4 run by himself uh, in the fourth to kind of extend that lead to the Suns early on as, uh, as Charlotte kind of closed the gap to six. He helped to push it back up to double digits. And uh, I think it's everything you could expect after he'd been out since January. You know, Espo, when teams make a big move, <clears throat> especially the Phoenix Suns, there are those pundits out there that uh, are naysayers and diminishers, <clears throat> Justin Spears, and they oh, really hold on, uh, hold on. I've been praising the Phoenix Suns this whole time. They really want to they they really want to find the found, find the downside. And one of the one of the things the guys have been saying is, uh, well, there's a lack of depth now with what the Suns have traded. But I look at that starting lineup and I look at guys like T.J. Warren and and, and and Craig, and I'm like, you know what? I think that's an overstated 
criticism of the Phoenix Suns. I think they're just going to be just fine with KD, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Paul. What do you think? Well, I mean, well, I don't, I don't quite understand what people want out of, out of this. They've got quality bench guys that know their bench role. Like, are they expecting uh, the team to roll like eight deep with stars that that you know? Like, that just doesn't happen when you have four guys in in Aiton, CP3, Booker, uh, and KD out uh, on the roster. You can do this thing called staggering, right? It's not all or nothing. So uh, come playoff time, you're going to probably have uh, at least uh, one, if not two, of those guys on the court every single minute uh, of a game. You're not, it's not hockey. You're not doing full, uh, you know, lineup shifts uh, to, to come in and out of, out of games. So I think it's very overblown. It's looking at things and going, well, you know, uh, there's, there's always going to be the contrarian view. And, uh, and I think you bring up a great point with, with Tory Craig. He's now back in a bench role that was very much, uh, one that he thrived in. He was forced into a starter's role because of injuries, uh, and, and a depleted roster after the trade with KD not playing yet. But when you, when you look at Tory Craig on that bench now, Terrence Ross, who was signed after his buyout from Orlando, who still is a very viable, high-volume scorer on that bench. Uh, there's a lot of talent there that I just don't think uh, national pundits who obviously didn't watch a lot of Sun games before KD got here uh, realize are quality players. Greg Esposito from PHNX talking about Kevin Durant's debut right here on ESPN Radio. And, you know, the one thing that, that I noticed, you know, Espo, and I think that this could really – kind of maybe summarize this season if they ultimately win the championship is that yeah while Kevin Durant is a 34 year old superstar we're always going to put him in the category as one of the top scorers in NBA history one of the top overall players in NBA history like he is that dude but I also you know you look at the box score Espo and who's leading the team at points it's Devin Booker he had 37 points yes Chris Paul didn't have a great scoring night it was pretty bad but he still finished with 11 assists and then you have deandre ayton finishing with a team high in rebounds it just seems like the addition of kevin durant you put him right in the middle of the core that they already have and he just uplifts everyone well yeah i went back and watched uh, part of the tape today and you look at it and uh and he just makes it easier for these guys to do what they've always effectively and efficiently done for this team. Chris Paul doesn't have to worry about scoring now. He can be the natural distributor uh, that that he is and pick and choose his moments uh, to, to score. Last night, obviously, a, a bad shooting night, but I think we're going to see that not be the norm. I, you know, I think he'll be just fine when it comes to shooting and shoot, you know, he's shooting almost 38% from three before last night went over four. I think it was, uh, a kind of an aberration there. A DA seven of 10 last night, but had 16 points. You're, I think you're going to see him still score, uh, you know, 16 to 20 a night, but do it on, on fewer shots, better efficiency, more wide open buckets because of the gravity that KD brings on the offensive end, and I think he's going to be able to rebound better, too, because Kevin Durant uh, can rebound well. This team plays good team defense. You saw it last night that 
you know, a lot of people were worried about Mikhail Bridges' absence. But you look at it, and KD can do a lot of those things in a team defensive scheme that Mikhail did. He won't guard the team's best player one-on-one all the time, but he's got the links that he can go and get those blocks. He had two of those early on, and he can have an impact on the defensive end. And then you saw what he could do for Devin Booker scoring. All of a sudden, you can't be physical with Book uh, the way you were. You can't just focus in on him. And Devin doesn't have to worry about going out there and expending energy in bursts and then going, well, what happened you know, when I need a, need a rest? Because, well, guess what? Kevin Durant's out there with, with four of the bench guys, and he's going to score you know, nine points uh, in a row for the team where, where Devin's resting, and then they're both going to come back in to close out the game. Kevin Durant makes the game easier across the board for all of these guys, and that's one of the – one of the ways he leads. He may not be the most vocal leader like Charles Barkley thinks he should be, but he's a guy that's going to go out there and lead by example and lead by making everybody else's job a little bit easier. You know, Espo, last night Devin Booker was 3 of 7 from the three-point line, and one thing I've noticed uh, prior to that, I'd say a streak of about five to seven games, Booker really wasn't shooting the three-pointer. Has anybody asked him, or do you have any knowledge as to, was that by intent or just the way the game flowed, he didn't really feel like taking the three? Yeah, I think it's the, the way the, the game flowed. I also think he was still trying to get his legs back under him. I mean, people forget he was out since Christmas until not too long ago. So he was still trying to get his game back in shape. And that three-point shot is so much about your legs and your rhythm. Uh, and I think that was part of it uh, for him. So I, I think you saw Book return to step more of the way you expect him to shoot. What concerns me most is lately he's been struggling at the free throw line, and that's where he's going to have to really buckle down and get back to you know his almost 90% shooting from there because if you miss those, it, it's going to cost you. Uh, it has in a couple games recently, but in the playoffs, uh, it really will, especially since the Suns haven't traditionally over the last two years gotten to the line very much. you got to capitalize them. Espo, so they have a game uh, on Friday against the Chicago Bulls at United Center, and then they end their road swing on the road against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, we all know about Dallas. They added Kyrie Irving to Luka Doncic, but things haven't really been so great with the addition of Kyrie Irving. Uh, so what do you make of the Dallas Mavericks, where they're at, and also the, the matchup between the Suns and the Mavericks and what we could see in the NBA playoffs? Well, look, I think that's a team very much trying to figure out who the heck they are, what their identity is. Because, you know, as, as good as Kyrie is, you've now put him in an environment with another very ball-dominant guy that, that, you know, does a lot of the same things uh, as him with with Luca, they still don't have a big man uh, down low. Christian Wood uh, is okay. Javale McGee has, has disappeared. Uh, he's not even playing much for that team. So they've got a lot of holes, and they're still trying to trying to work it out in that backcourt. So right now, uh, I think the Suns have the distinct advantage, which is weird to say since we've seen what uh, what Dallas has done to get to them last year in the playoffs. But I think DeAndre Ayton is going to thrive 
in any matchup, including this one on Sunday uh, against Dallas Mavericks. They don't have anybody to really match up against him. And now they can't they can't give help anywhere because you got to focus on DeAndre or to be on Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, which is going to give DeAndre a pretty easy pass to dominate. Greg Esposito from PHNX joining Spears and Ali on ESPN at Tucson. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and check out his coverage of the Phoenix Suns at gophnx.com, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Espo, uh, do, we do apologize for the concert going on in the background. We're live on location at the Coligar Classic, so we sorry, we're sorry if we if you heard any feedback on our end, but we appreciate you, as always, for being a pro. Oh, it's, uh, it's no problem. I'm used to... Uh, Working in environments with loud noises, so we're good. I <laughs> love you, Espo. Thank you as always. I love lamp. <laughs> loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love the lamp, Ollie, or is he just saying that? Espo knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anchorman, baby. Yeah, that's right. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali. Uh, we'll talk some more uh, Kevin Durant's debut with the Phoenix Suns, plus we'll also talk Arizona basketball. Wildcats taking on USC tonight in Los Angeles, plus... The Juve women's basketball team, man, they're they're struggling right now. Uh, losing three straight. Now they get ready for the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about all of those things coming up on the other side of this break. On occasion, I'll just let out a, a battle cry. The last one was like, uh, you know. <laughs> They'll was, never take our freedom. Yeah. I was thinking it was like a like a David Lee Roth kind of scream, right? Justin, are you uh, hot for teacher? Uh, yes. Um. I'm so sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Oh, sweet mama. Just can't help but bob your head, can you? Just can't. No, no. And all of a sudden, a a gold chain appeared on my neck, and I don't know where it came from. (laughs) Crazy. Spears and Ali. I am Persian, though. That's that happens if I just sneeze. Spears and Ali, live from Omni Tucson National Golf Resorts, gearing up for, uh, I mean, shoot, we're already in the middle of it. We're not gearing up. We're in the middle of the week-long festivities that surround the Kuligar Classic. So it's a great time out here. Uh, the Pro-Am just wrapped up today. Yeah. And then tomorrow will be the official start of the tournament. A lot of big names out here. I mean, shoot, John Daly is uh, just a handful of tables away from us just enjoying himself right now smoking a cigarette having some drinks also having some good food so john daly's living his best life out here so should you so go to coligarclassic.com and get your tickets today and come out and enjoy tucson's premier golf tournament all right let's uh go to the phone lines 719-1490-719-1490 and looks like we already got a phone caller on line one our longtime friend, Fat Mike, is joining the show. Fat Mike, always good to hear from you. What do you got for us today? Well, uh, so I got the news of you going to the mornings now. I'm, I, I can't listen to you live in the morning, so I'm going to have to hit a Spotify. But who has the afternoon? Is there The afternoon slot is not open, and if it is, it better not be Mike Luke, because you guys have been food-feeding us that dude. Wait, hold on. What was that last part again? I said, if you guys going to do afternoon show, it better not be Mike Luke. Y'all been spoon-feeding us that. I've been seeing that coming. 
<laughs> Another conspiracy theorist. Oh, uh, man. Listen, oh, Mike, man. Luke, Mike Luke, the best of the best. Right now, there's nothing planned in the afternoon. And I'm hoping no. that whatever you're doing in the morning, man, when you're working and whatnot, you can put in, like, your ear pod or something and yes, listen sir. to us live. But, uh, yeah, you know we got you on Spotify and Apple for, yes, the, for the podcast. Sir. Yes, sir. But you got to listen once in a while and call in, Fat Mike. It's not the same I will, without I will, you. I will, I will. You'll, right. you'll hear the echo from me calling from a porter potty. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Fat Mike, we need uh, somebody to talk about the Cowboys every Monday morning in the fall. It's got to be you, well, right? But this is the spring, my friend, or beginning to the spring with this snow or the lack thereof spring. Um, but, hey, the colder the better um, right now. <laughs> and it's to our annual sun playoff tournament bet. We're not exactly there. But I propose before, you know, I, if, if I can't talk to you in the morning, if the sun's going healthy, they're winning the title, baby boy. Baby boy. And if we do whipped cream or pie to the face, I want a real pie. We've been juked these last couple of days. I want real pie. If the Suns win the title, you can pie Justin Spears. If they don't, you he pies you. Is that fair? But see, I think they're going to win. <laughs> like, no, dude, for, for the offense that they got, it looks like they're buying in. I know it's one game without LaMelo Ball and a depleted Charlotte Hornet D. Um, defense and, and team, but they got that word called chemistry. They got that chemistry, the chemistry that Luca and Kyrie do not have. Hey, I'm kind of um, at the church's uh, drive-thru. You guys want some chicken? Oh, you know I want some chicken. The answer is always yes. <clears throat> and look, man, Justin's not going to take that bet. I will against both of you. So, <laughs> Suns win the title. You both get to pie me at the same time. If they do not win the title, I'll take the field. I get to pie you and Justin Spears in the face. Can How do you like that? Can I back in Ali, too? You both yeah. get to pie me at the same time. Sounds so right. dirty. Oh, man. Andrew, you're in. Andrew's in. <laughs> All right, big dogs. I'm going to let you go. I'm at the drive-thru. So I love you, man. Can I have a 10-piece dog, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> Get that chicken. Get that chicken, yeah. man. You I'll, said you think they're going to win. I tried to give you the, bet, the other side of the bet. You complained about that. Then I tried to give you my side of the bet, You're like, and then you're, like, hesitating about that. Yeah, you, you can't suck and blow at the same time, bro. <laughs> Which one do you want? I don't, I just, I'm just saying, man, I know that it's – the Charlotte Hornets, I know it's the first game, but, man, the the number of things that this Phoenix Suns team can do. Yeah. And I know that, you know. I'll take the field. So who do you like better than the Phoenix Suns right now? Boston Celtics. The Seas. Huh? And the Milwaukee uh, Bucks. We'll see how Giannis does when yeah. he comes back from. He played last night. Did he? He played just fine. Did he have, <clears throat> his, his little wrist injury didn't seem to factor. Guy's a machine. He played last night. He played great. Milwaukee's going to be tough. Middleton's coming back. He's been playing. Yeah, look, Phoenix is good with Kevin Durant. They are going to be a problem. They've got a chance to win it. I'm taking the field. I think the Suns win, and KD tells Giannis Antetokounmpo, now that's how you carry a team. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. So disrespectful. Giannis Antetokounmpo. So disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know it's all for jokes, but, yeah. man, I know that hurt KD right in the feels yeah. when he heard that. Because even after winning two championships, he's like, okay, people, still still with this, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, don't go to a team where the chips are stacked. Don't go to the Golden State Warriors 
when they are already in the middle of a dynasty and you go and you, you stack the table, man. And we criticize him for that, and yet we also criticize him for the fact that he should have stayed. I mean, so I kind of feel I feel his anguish, of, like he can't win. Like, what do you want? I joined the Golden State Warriors because I wanted a new experience. I wanted to go play with those guys. They play basketball the right way. Now I'm going to try to win without them because you said I, I shouldn't go to a team to stack. And then you're like, well, why did you – you should have never left. You can't win because – you go to the Brooklyn Nets. It's it's like you you take a job. Yeah. You're you're surrounded by great colleagues. Things are great. The company is awesome. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go do my startup company. I'm gonna partner up with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So if I told you right now, I might be starting a sports radio show on NPR. That would be akin to going to Brooklyn Nets. I don't know NPR. It's National Public Radio. I guess that's true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a step up. I'm know, a, that, I'm a, that's, I'm a, that's like you doing. I'm radio on the U of, like, U of A only that, channel. Yeah, you're yeah. on. You're on the. You're doing radio in like Pinal County. Okay. No, you no, know, no. That's like no disrespect to Pinal County, but I mean, yeah, all, all respect. Yeah, but where should he have gone? So you say, you know, Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. Like, so he leaves Golden State. Should he have gone to the Knicks? No, he should have gone to the Lakers. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I Come agree. on, man. The delusional Lakers fan of me cannot hold that. back. That's the mistake he made. Should have gone to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't know what Kevin Durant should have done, but now he's in kind of a perfect scenario because were we calling the Phoenix Suns a super team? And, and that's the part that I, that I feel, kind of feel bad for him is that people look at the the – infrastructure that the Suns have and some would say oh KD left Brooklyn Nets left whatever he built and he went to a place that's already set up and it's all nice for him right well no not necessarily but I mean, we were talking about Chris Paul being this aging veteran that yeah. lost himself you need to stop talking yeah, right now because <laughs> no no don't leave put a microphone on him we got some time hold on yeah uh let's go to a break one more segment yeah, let's go to a break Let's get this guy on the air. It's perfect leading up to tonight's U of A basketball Exactly. Game, Let's so. get this guy on the air. All right. Stay tuned. Special guest coming up. You're not going to want to miss this. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears. I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM. ESPN Tucson. Spears and Ali closing up today's show here at Omni Tucson National Golf Resort. Here at the Coligard Classic, our broadcast today presented by Chicanos por la Causa. And Ali, to uh, end the, the show on your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. I don't know if I said that enough. No, thank you uh, for mentioning it. I, I actually have, that. I invited every single employee from Texas Roadhouse. They're all going to come down and sing you happy birthday right now. Excellent. I'll, really what I want is the uh, the old Bobby McGee's guys. You're, you're too young for Bobby McGee's. They used to dress up in costumes, their waiters and the yeah. busboys, and like Superman, Wonder Woman. And they, no one's saying a happy birthday like the staff at Bobby McGee's. Well, we'll see what these Texas Roadhouse waiters can do when they come down here. But all right, um, you know who's going to be joining them? Myself and Paul Volpe from the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans, one of our sponsors here on Spears and Ali. And Paul is a conquistador, is a Juve basketball booster, overall just amazing dude man i can't say enough good things about paul on the board of the and arizona bowl yeah yeah what doesn't he do what doesn't he do 
He can't leap tall buildings in a single bound, but everything else is on the table. <laughs> What's up, Paul? It's good to be here, guys. Good to see you. Uh, I see that uh, you're rocking Kirk Risa Crocs after. Did you just play a round today? Or I did, yeah. yeah how, we, how'd you do? We uh, were nine under through nine because the, uh, the snow obviously postponed things, but our guy Paul Stankowski hit a hole-in-one on number nine. It was awesome. Wow. And what do you make of... Uh, just this. I know you, you've been in Conquistador for a long time, but just the, yeah. the Coligar Classic. Oh, yeah. Brings. Yeah, this is my seventh year. Um, it's awesome. It's great for the community. Obviously, grew up in Tucson seeing these guys around town and being a part of it. It's an amazing experience. Scott Ali is on the group as well. You know, we, we raise money for the kids, and it's, uh, it's an amazing to be part of. Now, Paul, you're going to be on our show uh, on March 6th, our first morning show. First I don't one? think I'm breaking yeah. news. And uh, Arizona basketball will have completed its road trip against USC-UCLA. Yep. We're obviously going to talk basketball with you on that Monday morning. In your estimation, what's that conversation going to be like? You you feeling comfortable about Arizona going into L.A.? Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously had a heartbreaker on, on Saturday against ASU, and, you know, I know Tommy's going to get the boys a good, good right tonight. You know, this is going to be a hard road trip, but it's a good thing to get broken into before the back 12 tournament and the big the big dance. Don't you think that the, uh, the the guard play has been really good as of late? I'd say like the last five, six, seven games, especially since uh, Cedric Henderson came into the starting lineup and Pella Larson oh, went yeah. to the bench. And really the issue the last few games has been big man foul trouble. If our big men can play to their level not get in foul trouble with the improvement of the guard play, I think Arizona's their, their trajectory is up. Yeah, they just get motivated to play. I think I think this loss obviously is it's not never a good loss, but I think it I hope you know build that fire inside them and and you know tonight's going to be a big 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 turn for them. All right, I like so it. I uh, I noticed that after a round of golf, you got your comfy shoes on. Mm-hmm. Had my wife was uh, caddying for me today. It was awesome. No way. Yeah, I got got Bree out. It was amazing. What do the caddies wear? Do they wear like the full like masters onesie, yeah. onesie type thing? She's things? got the bib. It says Volpe on the back. You yeah. Know? She was pushing the cart around, got her some beers. It was awesome. That's amazing. But I noticed that you got some uh, some Crocs on. Oh, yeah. Now, these are these are the Kirk Reese Crocs. My, my daughter's a big fan of number 25, and I got a supporter, you know. And I've become a, a Croc advocate myself lately. I jumped on the train. This guy gives me a hard time. Are Crocs comfortable? Oh, yeah. They're amazing. What size do you wear? I wear size 12. Get you some 12s in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, there's, there's wearing Crocs after playing golf, and... Being at a certain level like you, Paul, and then there's being a 27-year-old up-and-comer trying to make something of himself wearing an owl sweatshirt, sweatpants, and Crocs all the time. <laughs> all the time. I wear Crocs when I go it's to the studio. It's a once-in-a-while thing for you. <laughs> this guy, I'm, I'm just, if I could get him shoes with laces, I'd be happy. <laughs> Do they tie themselves? No. Okay. No Velcro. The Velcro no Velcro? <laughs> no Velcro. No Velcro. <laughs> well, Paul, uh, thank you for coming by today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know we, we got like one minute left here, 30 seconds. But, uh, yeah, we got to go get ready for tomorrow's show. Yeah. The last afternoon show yeah, of Spears morning. and Ali. I'm excited. It's going to be great, man. First day. And uh, I think the, the weather's going to be awesome. And people are going to just should come out here and, and oh, support yeah. More than just a golf tournament, right? It yeah. uh, supports oh, yeah. our community. It's good for Tucson. It's great. Obviously, Tucson needs more of these, just like the bowl game. I'll be at the Founders, uh, number 16, so if anybody wants to buy tickets there, just let me know. I'll be at the, at the gate. Yeah. You, you buy tickets to the Founders. Make sure you put mine and Paul's name <laughs> as a, who, we, who gets credit. All, All right. right. We just won. You won. We Congrats. Won. We, yeah. Paul Wolpe, winner was- of the Pro-Am I gotta Thursday, get, I, I gotta get 2023. It. Go get your gifts. <laughs> we'll yeah. see you tomorrow. All right.